Yeah, here it is, Monday, Secret Agent Man's back on the air, Gary Gatehouse. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, before I get into my monologue, I'd just like to pass along to my friend and colleague, uh, fellow entertainer, Mr. Trade Martin, that I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation over the phone here a couple of days ago. Uh, Trade and I are on the same same wavelength, the same uh, approach to how to convince Americans that the way we're going is the wrong way. And Trade, God bless you for giving me a ring. I enjoyed talking to you. And uh, like I told you, I promise I'll uh, I'll try my best to get up there and get on your Wednesday night radio show at midnight. He has a fantastic show going up there at midnight Wednesday on the internet. Uh, if you guys want to sign on to Mr. Trade Martin, an entertainer known worldwide, as produced for BB King, the uh, recent uh, passing of BB King. Uh, Trade Martin had written and produced uh, music for him. He's produced many commercials. He's produced uh, sound score for movies. He's he's done it all. He's owned his own radio uh, record recording company. And Trade spends the majority of his awakening day, I think, in the studio. He's like Mozart. You know, if you've seen the movie uh, Amadeus, and Mozart said was asked... What about your music? Where does it come from? And Mozart says, I have so much music in my head yet to be written. And Trade Martin's the same way. I mean, there's not a day goes by that he's not producing a video, not producing a song, not putting together lyrics, not uh, putting together some score, whatever. He's constantly working. And the world's a better place with a man like Trade Martin, where he puts his feelings, puts the feelings of the country puts the feelings of God the Almighty, whatever that uh, song may be, he puts it into words, lyrics, if you will, and he sings them or uh, passes it along to somebody else that would do that. And Mr. Trade Martin is one, is one of those individuals, one of those rare individuals that has talent that's you can't even put your finger on all the talent the man has. But he's a very soft-spoken, gentle man that... Uh, He's just one of these Americans, one of these people that we as Americans should try to emulate. Mr. Trade Martin, a, a true friend of mine, uh, a true American, a true patriot, and a true, a true believer and follower of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, ladies and gentlemen, the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court come down with two decisions this last week. Two decisions that impact on we, the people. One of those decisions more than uh, others, and that would be the decision of same-sex marriage. The Supreme Court, 6-3, to came out and said same-sex marriage for homosexuals. And oh, by the way, before we get any further, all you Christians out there listening to my show, All you people out there that believe in the Christian way, the teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ and Savior, believe in the Bible, what the Bible says. 
would you please stop using the word gay when you refer to homosexuals? Would you please stop using that word? Use the word for what they are. They are homosexuals. Even they hate that word. They've changed the brand over the years to be referred to as gay because even they, just like Dracula hates the sunlight, homosexuals hate that word homosexual. So please, Christians, we can fight back. We can fight back with the truth. And we can start by erasing the word gay from our lexicon and refer to them in anything we say or do or write on blogs, on Facebook or whatever, as homosexuals. Not lesbians, not gays, flat homosexual is the term. Now, homosexuals and the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court ruled 6-3 to three that homosexuals have the right for Adam and Steve, Mary and, and uh, Betty to get married. They have a right to get married under the laws of the Constitution. Well, let me tell you one thing. The Supreme Court didn't write the laws of marriage. God the Almighty did. So how in the heck can they rule on a law that was written in the Bible not in the Constitution. Listen to what Franklin Graham has to say about gay marriage ruling and how it will lead to Christian persecution. Listen to this. Hello, I'm Todd Starnes. Same-sex marriage is now legal in all 50 states. That ruling handed down by the Supreme Court in a 5-4 decision. One of the most outspoken opponents of gay marriage is Franklin Graham. And he joins us live now from North Carolina. Franklin, just a few moments ago on your Facebook page, you posted uh, just a brilliant message. And you write this, with all due respect to the court, it did not define marriage and therefore is not entitled to redefine it. Franklin, I want to get your reaction to the ruling today. Well, Todd, I'm, of course, uh, I'm disappointed. Uh, I'm disappointed because our, our government is uh, recognizing sin. This court is endorsing sin. And, and that's what uh, homosexuality is. It's, it's a sin against God, just like uh, um, any other sin. But, but for the court to endorse sin, I'm saddened for our country. Uh, and so... Uh, we'll we'll have to to go by with what the court says. But as far as for me, uh, I will never uh, recognize it in my heart uh, because God gave marriage between a man and a woman, and, and that's what marriage is. And I don't think the court, since it never defined marriage, it doesn't have the right uh, to redefine it. Uh, God God gave us marriage, and and that's just it. That's period. And God does not change His mind. You know, President Obama just a few moments ago tweeted these words, hashtag love wins. Who, in your estimation, is the loser today? Well, uh, I think our country uh, is, is the loser uh, because uh, marriage is, uh, is, uh, is the institution that God has given. And for us now to, to give this to uh, same-sex couples, and, and who's to say that uh, a few years from now that a man cannot marry his daughter? or uh, two men to marry one woman. I mean, where do, where do you draw the line? Uh, and so this is, this is new ground that our, our country is beginning to enter on, 
and I'm I'm just concerned about where we head. And then also, is there going to be discrimination against uh, uh, churches, against organizations like what I represent, who are going to stand by the biblical definition of marriage? Or will, will we be discriminated against by the government? And Franklin, that does seem to be a valid concern that people have, and we've seen uh, the messages that you've posted on Facebook, and we've seen religious leaders from many denominations say, hey, look, uh, this is going to be open season on Christian business owners, on pastors and churches that may not... Uh, perform same-sex uh, weddings or ceremonies. Uh, what are your concerns for those for those Christians, and what is your word of warning to them? Well, you better be ready and you better be prepared uh, because it's coming. I think we will be uh, there will be persecution uh, of Christians for the, for our stand. Because see, I believe uh, I believe the Bible, and uh, God, listen, God God loves uh, loves us, no question about it. So when the president says that love wins. Yes, uh, God loves us, but, but sin is sin, and God has standards. And when, when we violate those standards, any type of sexual relationship outside of a marriage relationship between a man and a woman is a sin against God. And, but God will forgive sin, but the only way that he'll forgive it is if we repent and confess our sins and by faith uh, put our faith and trust in his son Jesus Christ who took our sins to the cross. He died and shed his blood on the cross for our sins, all of our sins. So if we're willing to confess and repent and believe on the name of Jesus Christ, God will forgive our sins. Uh, but our nation has a spiritual problem. And uh, we, we, need, we, need, uh, we need God's forgiveness. We need re- to repent of our sins and turn from our sins because I do believe that uh, God's judgment will come on this nation when we read in the scripture. Uh, we see how God judged Israel uh, time and time again when they would turn their back on him and begin to worship other gods, foreign gods, and God would bring judgment on, on Israel. And I believe God could bring judgment on America. And Franklin, real quick, uh, one of your friends, Jack Graham, Prestonwood Baptist Church, and many other religious leaders are saying the same thing. They're saying that Christians should be prepared for civil disobedience. I want to get your thoughts on that. Well, first of all, um, I think we have to wait and see what the ruling is and and how it's going to be interpreted. Uh, If if pastors are going to be forced uh, to provide uh, marriage services for gay couples, uh, I certainly am not going to do it because I would be partaking in a sin against God. So I just can't, I can't, I can't do that. Do I wish ill uh, to gay couples? No, I don't. Uh, but I want them to know the truth, that they are living a sinful life and a sinful relationship, and God is going to judge sin one day. And, uh, and the Bible says that sinners will be separated from him in a place the Bible calls hell. And I, want to, I, love, I love gay couples enough to warn them that, that God is going to judge one day, and I want them to repent and to believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ so that they'll be saved. All right, thank you very much. Franklin Graham from Samaritan's Person, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Thanks for your time. Christians, would you agree with this statement that evil is alive and well and well represented here in America today? Would you agree with that statement? Patriots, true Christians, evil is alive and moving forward in America. Evil is represented by the the latest Supreme Court ruling on homosexual same-sex marriage. Obama's in-your-face display on the homosexual flag on the White House when he painted the White House in the colors of the rainbow homosexual flag. 
Obama's never-ending attack on Christians and our Constitution. Would you agree that evil is alive and well in the United States of America, represented by such people as Obama, Barack Hussein Obama Jr. de Sissi, his wife, the Communist Democrat Party, and all that participate in it? The Republican leadership for the non-participation. And yes, the mainstream media, Hollywood, printed matter, you name it. Evil is being pushed on the American people. The latest being using the Supreme Court of the United States of America to push evil on Christians here in America. You heard what Franklin Graham said. I agree with everything that Franklin Graham says, except one thing. And I'm going to pound this like a drum. If you use the word gay, Christians, you have bought in to the homosexual movement. If you use the word gay to portray, to talk about, to write about, to speak about, when referencing homosexuals, then you have bought into their movement. They don't like the word gay. Just like I said, Dracula doesn't like the light. Gays, homosexuals, hate the word homosexual. And they work diligently over the years, decades, to convince the American people they're not homosexuals, they're just gay. Now you know, ladies and gentlemen, that is the face of evil right there. When a small, minute population of this country, or any country, less than 10%, can influence, can sway the thought of the majority by agreeing with them using the instruments of our government, using a corrupt, evil president, a corrupt, evil political party, to sway the minds of Americans to buy into homosexuality as just being something natural. And to buy into the word gay and do away with what they really are. Ruin referencing what they are by word or by mouth. Homosexual. Now ladies and gentlemen, on I know at least three occasions, three shows, I have laid out to you exactly what the Communist Democrat Party is up to, what they are using as tools to corrupt the United States of America, the population, do away with Christianity, and yes, corrupt the Christian church. And when we come back from Phyllis Shaffley Report, we'll talk about this. We'll be right back. We'll be right back after the Phyllis Shaffley Report. Stay tuned. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Mrs. Schlafly is a leading spokesperson in many of our country's ongoing national debates and has become a clear voice for those who are seeking a return to traditional conservative values. And now, here's Phyllis Schlafly. It's no longer just conservatism that's a problem on college campuses. Now we've got students objecting to things that just remind them of conservative ideas. The Student Government Association at Johns Hopkins University passed a resolution stating that Chick-fil-A is not welcome on the campus because the restaurant's presence would cause microaggressions against the campus gay community. 
The students said that they vehemently oppose the CEO of Chick-fil-A speaking against gay marriage, and they were concerned that gay students might have to walk past a campus Chick-fil-A. By the way, there have never been any plans whatsoever to build a Chick-fil-A on the Johns Hopkins campus. Yes, you heard that right. These kids are so terrified of Chick-fil-A that they came up with this entire scenario on their own. But what's all this microaggression stuff? Microaggression is the current favorite boogeyman of the left. It's defined as invisible racism or unintended discrimination, something you're not even aware you're doing. It's any everyday exchange that might accidentally send a negative message to any minority group. Microaggression is an alarming concept because there's no way to defend yourself. Part of the definition is that you don't even know you were doing it. It's all about how others interpret your words and actions, and it lets liberals jump to ridiculous conclusions. Microaggression is all about feelings, and if gay students walk past a Chick-fil-A and remember that the CEO opposes gay marriage, that might hurt a student's feelings. This raises the obvious question of whether it's still okay to have students on campus who oppose gay marriage. At a student government meeting, a Catholic student asked whether conservative students are still welcome at Johns Hopkins. Student leaders said, of course, but I wonder how long that can last in this threatening environment. College students, you're invited to the 22nd Annual Eagle Forum Collegian Summit on July 23 and 24 in Washington, D.C. Be equipped to combat the liberal ideologies of multiculturalism, diversity, and feminism on your campus. Network with conservative leaders. Register in advance and the conference is free. Go to eagleforum.org and click on Collegians. That's eagleforum.org. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. You're tuned in right now to Dogs of War Radio. You're listening to the GAL Network broadcasting from South Texas. Next up, your host, Gary Gatehouse, the voice of the American Patriot. Hear our voice. That is something that we Christians in the coming days are going to have to band together. We patriots, we people who still believe in freedom of speech, we people who still believe in the Almighty, we people here in America that still believe that God is in control of our country, but we are turning our backs on him, ladies and gentlemen. We are refusing to comply with God's laws. And the evil in this country that has settled on the left and has installed itself in the White House, installed itself into the Communist Democrat Party, all instruments of evil, to completely destroy America, just look what Obama has accomplished since 2008. He has accomplished what other countries that hate our guts have tried to do for centuries and have never succeeded Yet Obama, a skinny, big-toothed, lop-eared, liar, conniver from Chicago, 
the stealth Muslim, the silver-tongued devil, a community organizer, a staunch pupil of Saul Alinsky, he has succeeded where countries have failed. He is bringing America to its knees. And what instruments, what guidelines is Obama and his communist Democrat Party minions using? Ones that I have been trying to warn the American people about since 2007. Patriots, pay attention to what the communists said was the way to destroy America. And this week we have seen that communist manifesto in which the Communist Democrat Party adopted way back in 1960s at the minimum. We have seen it come to tuition. The Communist Manifesto was put into play, put into the Congressional record in Congress way back in 1963. And I'm going to highlight some of the 40 different issues that the Communist Manifesto says that the Communist Democrat Party should use, could use, will use to bring down the American people and the American way of life. The number one on the list. Now, bear in mind, this was entered into the congressional record way back in 1963. The Communist Manifesto. Number one on that list, capture one or both of the political parties in the United States of America. If you want to destroy America, number one on the list, capture one or both of the political parties in the United States of America. Can you identify which party that the communists have control of? All you folks that pay attention, all you folks that understand what's going down, I know you can. It's the ones that run away, close their eyes, roll their eyes, plug their ears, turn me off, run away from the facts, run away from the truth, are the ones that do not know, do not understand, and probably for the most part, don't give a rat's behind. Capture one or both of the political parties in the United States. Communism controls the Democrat Party and the White House. Communism controls the Democrat Party, all its members, and all the people who support it and vote for it. By association, communism control you. And the White House controls you. Very evident this last week. Number two that the communists said, way back in 1963, would be an issue, would be a way to destroy America. Eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in the schools on the ground that it violates the principle of separation of church and state. What is going on today in America? We are being attacked by homosexuals. When I say we, we Christians... We are being attacked by homosexuals saying that we don't have the right or access to the First Amendment freedom of speech. They have taken away prayer out of our schools, out of our public buildings, out of sporting events for the most part, and they've replaced it with secularism. And they've used the the Constitution of the United States and the Supreme Court and all the evil minions in the Democrat Communist Party to do exactly that. 
eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in the schools on the ground that it violates the principle of separation of church and state. And ladies and gentlemen, whether you believe it or not, this is going to be pushed even further. It is going to be pushed and used against Christians for expressing their religious beliefs and religious rights, even in the church, from the pulpit. In days and months and years to come, priests, rabbis, preachers of the Holy Bible and the Word of Jesus Christ are going to be arrested for hate crimes. They're going to be arrested for preaching lies. They're going to be arrested for preaching out of that vile thing called the Bible as they see it. Because as you see it, and I know it as Christians, the Bible and the Word of God is again like the darkness that has spread over the earth in times of big evil, great evil. It's spreading again. Evil in America is running rampant. It's running rampant across America. It's running rampant over our children, our schools, our way of life, the psyche of America, the way we think, the way we look at things, the way things are presented to us in television, radio, in Hollywood, in the media overall, from the government. Evil is the hero to them now. Evil, they call it the rights of all individuals to do what they damn well want. And they stick it in the face of Christians and say, your ideas on the way America should be, has been, are old, dead, old school, finished. This is the new America, the evil America. Live with it. The number three thing on a Communist Manifesto, infiltrate the churches and replace the Christian religion with a social religion. Discredit the Bible and emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which does not need a religious crutch. This is the Communist Manifesto. This is what they say or said in 1963 that the communists in America could use as tools to destroy America and destroy Christianity and everything America stands for. Infiltrate the churches and replace Christian religion with social religion. Discredit the Bible and emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which does not need a religious crutch. We see that every day. We see the secularists telling us to grow up. Christianity we don't need. It is just words. It is a stupid religion that people believe in when they can't even see God. Why, well, why would you believe in something you can't see? The answer is, when you go to bed at night, do you believe when you wake up the next morning, you're going to wake up to the sun and and a a nice day, or or at least wake up? Is that not a belief? You believe in something you can't see until it's there, right? Well, you won't see Jesus Christ. You won't see God until the day of reckoning, until the day of judgment, until the day you are called on the carpet, if you will, to relive what you as a child of God have done over your lifetime as a human being, as a person. And these people on the left, these evil people, 
They go out every day and try their best to discredit the Christian religion, discredit the Bible. And they have indeed replaced Christian religion in our schools, our public schools, with a social religion. A religion of belief in oneself that the world revolves around that person or each person. There is no God. When you close your eyes for the last time, that's it. You're finished. There's nothing else. And our younger generation has bought into it. And indeed, some of our baby boomer generation have and are buying into it. You know, ladies and gentlemen, secularism, atheism, are the downfalls of many past Christian countries. Down to the point where people bought into the lies of the evil that they were being told. But you know, ladies and gentlemen, the communists have done what I just mentioned. They've done that through their minions. Such people as George Soros. He established a net called, or an organization called Catholics for a Free Choice, Free Choice Organization. That's a clear example of church infiltration. Obama clinging to one's religion and Bible and guns in that speech is an example of discrediting religious beliefs. Discredit the American Constitution is the number five way to destroy America. Discredit the Constitution, the American Constitution, by calling it inadequate, old-fashioned, old school, out of step with modern needs, a hindrance to cooperation between nations on a worldwide basis, a hindrance to freedom of speech on the left, but take it away from those who really believe in the old America. Do away with them. Allow them not to speak by discrediting the Constitution. The people on the right that run the Republican Party leadership have no idea, have not bought into, do not support the American Constitution. They circumvent it, do away with it, poo-poo it, every chance they get. They are in bed with the Communist Democrat Party. You know, Obama wants a living Constitution that is written as it goes. And he's actively abusing the Constitution. Ladies and gentlemen, if we as Americans, if we as Christians, as we, if we are as a people, American people do not recognize all of this, we are truly doomed. We can see the power of evil. It was presented to us. It was presented to the nation this last week with two Supreme Court decisions that discredit the family, discredit the uh, husband and wife, the nuclear family, discredit the way America and what it was built on, the Christian values, Judeo-Christian values. And here in America, most Americans sit on their hands. Most Americans sit there and look at the boob tube. Most Americans shake their fist. Some kick their dogs, whatever. Walk away and say, all the hell with it. What can I do about it? What can I indeed do about it? It's gone. Who cares? Give me a beer. Turn on the TV. I want to watch football. This is Gary Gatehouse, and we'll be back after a few short messages. Freedom in America. 
Freedom in America Radio Network, presenting the traditional view of the good old American dream that you won't hear about on the liberal media. Freedom in America. Yeah. This is uh, dedicated to all my friends out there in Louisiana listening to the show. All you folks up here in Louisiana, I know you're having a great day in God's big, beautiful world. Carry on. I'm so lonesome all the time Since I left my baby behind on Blue Bayou Saving nickels, saving dimes Working till the sun don't shine Hope you folks over there at Dogs of War are having a great day uh, this Blue Monday. All you DJs, Doc, Outlaw, Mr. Stephen Lang, I hope you're having a great day. And I can't forget Scarlett. That lady never sleeps. That's another beautiful day down here in South Texas. Uh, big old white puffy clouds. Oh, I don't know. It's probably about 98, 99 degrees. It's so hot even the birds are walking. Oh, to see my baby again And to be with some of my friends Maybe I'd be happy then on Blue Bayou Thank God for air conditioning. I'm going back someday Gonna stay on Blue Bayou Where the folks are fine And the world is mine On Blue Bayou I'll have girls of mine By my side The silver moon And the evening tide Oh, some sweet day Gonna take away you're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show on freedominamerica.us. We'll be right back after a few short messages. Under new federal law, tobacco manufacturers can no longer make cigarettes labeled or advertised as light, low, or mild. Many smokers mistakenly believe that these products cause fewer health problems than other cigarettes. Put out the myth. No matter what they taste, smell, or look like, all cigarettes are harmful to your health. There's no such thing as a safe cigarette. Quit today. For help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW or visit www.smokefree.gov. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back live at the National Butt-Out Finals. A.J. Langer is all fired up. And there he goes. It's out. He put his butt out in 2.6 seconds. Lori is with AJ. Lori? AJ, how did you get your butt out so quick? Well, I learned the hard way. I burned the house down. If you smoke, put it out. All the way. Every time. Smoking is the number one cause of preventable home fire deaths. Check out usfa.dhs.gov smoking. A message from the U.S. Fire Administration and firefighters everywhere. I tell you what, it feels like being back in Vietnam in the bush, man. Humidity must be 100% today. Hot as you know what.
know, folks, we've been talking the Communist Manifesto and how it's finally came to a point where we can recognize it by the actions of the Communist left, by the actions of the Communist in the White House, by the non-participation, the inactions or no action of the Republican leadership. Communist Manifesto, issue number eight, tool number eight, to overthrow America, a tool to use to overthrow America and the people of America. Infiltrate the press. Get control of book review assignments, editorial writing, policy-making positions. They are indeed control, in control of the press and have been for decades. You have to look no further than the Washington uh, newspapers, the New York Times, etc., to see that the communists control those uh, media outlets. You have to look no further than all the periodicals, all the blog writing, that the communists control that entity as well. And all of the policy making that individuals within the political parties make are more or less guided or held to bay by the press. The press has stuff on all politicians, and they hang it over their heads to control them, control what they say. When those within the political party of the Republican Party, like, say, Ted Cruz, speaks out, within nanoseconds, the press is on him like a cheap suit, going after him tooth and nail, trying to find whatever they can find to destroy him, digging up things such as not paying his uh, college loan on time, stuff like that. They look away from their left and all the indiscretions and all the policies of destruction and character assassination that the left uses every day as a tool to destroy the word, the true word, of all those minority of politicians that speak it. The left is very well influenced by communism. The left is very well up to speed on how to use character assassination, destroy to destroy an individual that speaks out against the communist left? Infiltrate the press. Get control of book review assignments, editorial writing, policy-making positions. Gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and motion pictures. Another one of the tools that the Communist Democrat Party says that they... And the political party of choice, the one that has signed on to the communist way and ideology, the Democrat Party, to use, gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and motion pictures. Now, the left has tried for decades to control radio. Radio is owned and operated by conservatives. The last bastion, if you will, of free speech, the truth. Television and motion pictures is lost, is gone. It is nothing but a purveyor of debauchery, a purveyor of all the indiscretions against the Constitution, the Christian religion, etc. It at 
tries at every opportunity to present Christians and the Christian religion as dolts, as people who are underinformed, misinformed, uneducated individuals, you know, cling to your Bible and guns, and motion pictures. There's not a motion picture that goes by that in somewhere in that motion picture has to use all the foul language it can drudge up, all the hatred it can levy against Christians. They use it at every opportunity. Break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio, and TV. That is an ongoing thing with the left. That is one of their major tools. And they present all of this, pornography, obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio and TV, as natural, as a thing to accept. You've heard the old adage, well, if you don't like it, turn it off. Okay. But there should be another thing there attached to that statement when it comes to Christians. If you don't like it, turn it off. Turn it off and then go complain. Write letters, write emails, call. All of those people that support those motion pictures, those radio shows, those TV shows and magazines, pornography and obscenity, contact those businesses and say, I'm not doing business with you anymore. I'm not buying your product anymore. You are an affront to my Christian religion. You can go stick it. We're not buying your product anymore. Christians have ways of bringing down the hammer. We've just got to get together as a group under the flag of the truth and the teachings of Jesus Christ and our Lord and bring the wrath of God down on these individuals. It's not just a one-way street where we have to sit there and take it. We can speak out in unity. We can stand up against those who would want to destroy our religion, our, our Christian country, our children. We can stand against it. And the first people in line should be those men and women of the cloth. They should be our leaders out in the streets, on television, etc., standing against all that comes against our religion, Christianity, and Judaism. Now here's the one that we've seen raise its ugly head this last week. Obama was absolutely overcome with joy. His wife was overcome with joy. The Communist Democrat Party was overcome with joy. The left-wing Pravda West mainstream media was overcome with joy. And yes, I hate to say it, but even some Christians were overcome with joy. The Communist Manifesto says one of the biggest ways to destroy the American way of life, Christianity, our beliefs, our morals. Present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, healthy things. That has been bombarding, been, been bombarding us for some time now. They've been saying it's normal, it's natural, it's healthy. Our kids are being taught that in school. That homosexuality is normal, natural, healthy. Try it, you might like it. The place for recruitment today for homosexuality is in our public school system. 
It is being presented to our children as just another way of life, and it is normal, natural, and healthy. And if your parents teach you about Christian beliefs, and it is not normal, natural, and healthy, then your parents are wrong. You should not believe what they say. Look at who's raising hell today about Christians who do not buy into homosexuality. It's young people. Young people are coming down on the Christian religion, on Christians who believe that homosexuality is not natural, not healthy, not normal. They are pointing the finger. Go up to Twitter. Go up to Facebook. You have to go no further than that to see these young people. Where did they get all of those ideas? Were they born with them? Were they taught in, the, in their homes? Some, maybe. But the most, most of our young children that buy into homosexuality as normal, natural, and healthy were taught that as a part of a curriculum that the school, in the schools that they attended, the public schools that they attended. Ladies and gentlemen of America, I've said it many times, if you want to overthrow a country, It'll take some time, but the way to do it is go through the school system. Develop curriculums that go against what that country is about. Use tools such as homosexuality, the Pravda West media, communism, to undermine the morals and the psyche of a country and begin to produce nothing more than cookie-cutter communist heathens that have no belief in God, don't only believe in themselves, are narcissists and could can't stand anything that is the truth. They run away from the truth. They've never been taught the truth. They don't know what the truth means. Eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and a violation of free speech and free press. We've heard this for years. The left has taken that up as part of their banner. You can't say this. You can't say that, we say. And they say, no, that's free speech. You can say whatever the damn well please to say. But when a Christian speaks out about or against what these people are calling natural, healthy, and normal, that's not free speech. You can't say that. The hell I can't. Anybody that tells me, hey, Gary, you can't say that, I'm going to say it. I'm covered by the First Amendment, freedom of speech. And you're not taking it away from me. I'm going to speak out about my religion. I'm going to speak out about the threat that has been leveled on us by the left, the heathenistic, communistic, perversive left. I'm not going to take this little statement, Gary, you can't say that. I'll say what I damn well please. I know when to pull back. I know if something I say say might hurt somebody's feelings as far as being a race. That's not freedom of speech. That is something else. I won't use that speech. But I'll use the speech that I damn well please. And nobody's going to tell me I can't. You know, ladies and gentlemen, too many American people have bought into that statement. I hear it all the time. On Fox News, for instance. On Glenn Beck. On Hannity. Oh, we can't say that. Oh, we better not say that. Why? Who's going to come down on you? Who's going to... Somebody's going to point the finger at you and call you a homophobe? 
or Islamophobe or something, who gives a damn? They can call me whatever I want. The old adage we used to use when we were kids, sticks and stones will break my bones, but worlds will never hurt me. Maybe we ought to make that our banner. Freedom of speech. First Amendment. Christians, start using it! You know, ladies and gentlemen, discredit the family as an institution. Encourage proscumity and easy divorce. You know, the American family has been under attack for decades by the left, by evil, by Satan. Under attack. And we've always rebounded. We've always held on to our convictions, our beliefs. But with so much attack, our convictions and beliefs are being eroded, are being, I don't know, watered down. Christians are starting to buy into all the little fringes of what the left is saying. Christians are starting to let their guard down. Christians are not standing up to protect the American family as an institution. Same-sex marriage, homosexuals getting married. Oh, that's, you know, I don't care what they do. That's their business. Do you understand what that law that was passed just here in the last few days, same-sex marriage in all 50 states, do you understand what that means to the American family? The American family, as we have known it for years, for centuries, is no longer the American family. No longer the definition of a family. The definition of a family is a, between, a marriage between a man and a woman. Different packages, if you will. Not some transgender dude. Not some person who claims to be one of 27 different genders. Not, not some marriage between Bruce and Adam or Betty and Mary. It's between a man, a bona fide created man, and a bona fide created woman that come together as one flesh that use their sexual packages, if you will, to continue on with the human race. Can Bruce and Larry do that? Can Mary and Betty do that? They have same-sex packages. They can't do anything but derive, I guess, some kind of pleasure. They can't continue on with the human race. Oh yeah, they'll lie. They'll say, oh yeah, I can get artificial insemination. That is not being a man or a woman. Oh, I can adopt. That's not being a man or a woman in a family of a man and woman brought together as one flesh to continue the human race. You can't do it. You cannot do it, you homosexuals. That's exactly what you are. You're liars. You dive down into all the deep crevices of evil and you try to present to the American people that you're gay. That you're just one of us when it comes to things like continuing the human race or a marriage that gives you the right to be a family. You can never be a family in the eyes of God. You can never be one. A family was not meant to come together just for the simple thing of, as you call it, love. 
Love of what? I'm not going to say what it is. But we all know what love of what is when it comes to homosexuals. You can say whatever you want. You know, ladies and gentlemen, emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influence of parents. Attribute prejudices, mental blocks, and retarding of children to suppressive influence of parents. Take parents away from a mother and father. Give them to a homosexual couple. Let them be raised as a homosexual boy or a homosexual girl. Oh, homosexual couples will never tell you. Oh, oh, well, we don't raise them that way. No, they live in our house and they raised. They're raised as just as the way they want to be. That's a lie. You ever heard of influence of those around you? The daily influence of when a little boy, say, of eight or nine, in a homosexual couple of two men, sees two men. Go into the bedroom at night and say, Good night to Junior, we'll see you in the morning. And maybe even hear sounds coming from the door. Over time, what is that boy supposed to think? Well, he's going to think it's natural. That's the way things are. And the people who have moms and dads, real moms and dads, there's something wrong with them. You know, folks, America's wallowing wallowing in the dirt of evil, wallowing down in the dirty depths of all that is bad, that God has said is bad. And our government pushes it, the Supreme Court pushes it, the media pushes it. And yes, some Christian churches do not stand up against it. And before we go to break, I'll go to one more of the Communist Manifesto tools. They say can be used to bring America down. Create the impression that violence and insurrection are legitimate aspects of the American tradition. That students and special interest groups should rise up and use united force to solve economic, political, or social problems. The fascist homosexual movement, that's one. Two other examples, Ferguson, Missouri, that's two. Baltimore, Maryland, Black Power, that's three. Black Panther, Kill Cracker, that's four. And it goes on and on. The tools of the left, adopted by the Communist Democrat Party decades and decades and decades ago. Communism. They succeeded in hoodwinking the American people by calling themselves progressives. Or calling themselves the party of the little guy. The party of the little guy that nobody else will stand up for. That's what communism did in Russia back in the early 1900s. We will stand with the little guy against the government. They did away with the government. They brought in communism. And the little guy became no guy. The little guy became a robot. The little guy became somebody that waited with, with uh, bated breath every day just to get a hunk of meat and a piece of potato. Doled out by the government. Eight years in line waiting for a television. Never being able to own a car. And all the while told by the central government, the Politburo, you will do as I say. You will do as we dictate. There is no religion except the religion we bless. Freedom of speech is non-existent. 
freedom of expression is non-existent unless we bless it. Is this what you want, America? Is this what you want, America? Do you want to follow in the footsteps of the USSR? Do you want to follow in the footsteps of communism in Russia? I think you do. I honestly think you do. Because you see, America, you don't have the balls of spine to stand up against those who want to destroy your country. You just don't have it. This is Gary Gatehouse. We're coming up on the hour. We'll break for the Fox 5-Minute News, and we'll be back for the second hour. You are listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. Gary will be back after the Fox 5-Minute News break. Radio 1, Bill Vitka. All of their major thoroughfares are impassable at some point. The message to folks in Columbia, South Carolina, nearby is stay off the roads. Lisa Borsier is the public information officer for Horry County. We're scared that if residents are out and about, that they will not be able to get to their homes. So we're really urging people to just stay home. The city has seen two feet of water fall in 48 hours. From the low country to the upstate, epic flooding is causing major problems in the state of South Carolina. Emergency officials say rest Rescuers have conducted literally hundreds of swift water rescues involving motorists becoming stranded in their vehicles in the rising floodwaters. And in the state capital of Columbia, city officials have declared a boil water advisory, instructing residents to boil their water vigorously before drinking it or using it for cooking. Fox's Jonathan Seri also awash in floodwaters of North Carolina and parts of northern Georgia. They have found debris, but they don't know if it's from a missing U.S. cargo ship. The Alfaro has been lost at sea since a May Day on Thursday. The debris field is 225 square miles wide, about the size of the city of Chicago, saturated with thousands of pieces of styrofoam, pieces of wood, one cargo door, bumpers that belong to a ship, multiple 55-gallon drums, and more. The Coast Guard has sent vessels and helicopters to the area about 88 nautical miles northeast of Samana Cay, Bahamas, to confirm if it belongs to the ship. Earlier, the debris field was spotted containing two life rings, one life jacket, oil sheen, and cargo door. Fox's Brian Yenis, 33 people on board, 28 of them Americans. Islamic State continues to erase history. This time it blew up the Arch of Triumph, a major monument of the 2,000-year-old Roman city of Palmyra. The only gun store in San Francisco was closing its doors. High Bridge Arms said it could no longer do business given the political climate of the city. The breaking point was proposed legislation that would require them to videotape every gun sale. You're listening to Fox News Radio, fair and balanced. Real experience, real insight. We're following this explosive story. Nothing gets by Greta. Then. This is all BS. What was that all about? There's no spin and no question. O'Reilly dominates. Plus, smart, sharp, and cutting edge. It's the news of the day, but with a little heat. Megan delivers. And Sean seals the deal with fearless talk. What part of that are you understanding? Most watched. Most trusted. Fox News Channel. 
There's more to Fox News Radio than meets the ear. Go behind the headlines and join the conversation on the hottest stories of the day on the Fox News Radio Facebook page. Be a part of the Fox News Radio Facebook fan community. Post comments and tell us your opinions. See behind-the-scenes photos and videos and post your reactions to the stories that matter to you. Click the like button on Facebook and connect with breaking news and features like Fox in the Fast Lane, House Call for Help, and more. Go to Facebook.com slash Fox News Radio. Zipline is an aerial runway you hang from a cable to get from here to there. They're found on vacation or in playgrounds. More and more people are using them, and more and more people are getting hurt. It's the first national look at zipline injuries, and researchers say it highlights a need for better regulation and uniform safety standards. Over 16 years, nearly 17,000 people have been treated for zipline-related injuries, including broken bones, cuts, and sprains, with most occurring in the last years of the study, which ran from 1990 to 2012. The causes include falls, collisions, and slamming into objects at the end of the course and are most common in children and teens. Industry representatives calling the study alarmist and say zip lines are safer than driving a car. Fox Radio's Lisa LaSera. A new NBC Wall Street Journal poll says only two Republicans are in double digits in Iowa. Donald Trump, who leads at 24 percent, and Ben Carson at 19 percent. Syrian President Bashir al-Assad is talking for the first time since Russia deployed warplanes to his country to launch bombing raids. This alliance must be successful, otherwise we're facing the destruction of the whole region, not just one or two countries. We're sure of this. But the support of some countries for terrorist organizations will undoubtedly make the price high. If these countries join the alliance truly and honestly in order to fight terrorism, this would speed up the results that we all hope to see. Assad, who spoke to Iranian TV, was also critical of the U.S.-led coalition and says that effort to fight ISIS will only lead to more instability in the region. Disneyland is raising the price of an annual pass, introducing one that costs more than $1,000. It includes all the benefits of the premium pass, as well as parking and unlimited downloads of keepsake pictures taken through the PhotoPass program. The total cost, $1,049. Prices on all the year-round passes also spiked by at least 9%, and parking at Anaheim is also up from $17 to $18. Bill Vitka, Fox News Radio. Well, looky here, a new listener. Hey, this ain't your little sister's radio station. You are listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. Now, welcome back to the second half of the Gary Gatehouse Throat Show. Sorry, Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. You know, folks, we've been talking a lot about Donald Trump, been talking a lot about Fox News, been talking about the media and Congress and the American people, and it's an ongoing soap opera, if you will. It seems like to me, and you know, if you disagree with me, you can uh, drop me an email at GaryGatehouse at hush, H-U-S-H dot com. Let me know what you think about all this. I'm sure there's very many, many, many different opinions on the whole mess that we, the people, are in, our country. And who's responsible, who's not, who's trying to bring us back, etc. But you know, we talk a lot about Congress and we talk a lot about all the issues of the day, whether they be about the attack and the war on Christians here in America and abroad, the attack on the Constitution, 
here in America by Congress and by that man who lives in the Rainbow House, formerly the White House. And we talk in length about all the issues of the day that impact on us Christians, our families, our children, our grandchildren, future generations who we'll never have the opportunity to meet. But you know, it all boils down to a couple of things. To me, anyway. One being that the American people today, the majority, I'm not saying all of us, but the majority of the American people, have lost touch with what America is really about. Have lost touch with the history of their country. Have lost touch with the concept of capitalism. Have lost touch with the concept of freedom of speech. Guaranteed to us under the Constitution. Most Americans today, not all of us, but most of us, don't even know the Constitution. Probably have never read it. Probably were never taught it in school. If we were, it was just as, as a passing part of the curriculum. When they delved into more important issues like instructing individuals how to put a condom on a cucumber or uh, learning the 19,000 different genders there are in the world. You know, the important things. Things that have been invented by the progressive communist left. America today is so disjointed by different views on what America should be. You have your traditionalists, you have your old school people like Gary Gatehouse and millions of people like me who wore the uniform of the, either the Army, Air Force, Navy, or Marines, fought in wars for our country. And we got a good taste of what freedom really is when we ventured off into other countries sent there by our governments to protect people and their way of life and their freedoms. We were on the battlefield, dodging and ducking bullets and bombs, seeing our comrades being blown up, wounded, maimed. And most of us came home with a better appreciation of America, a more loving appreciation of what we Americans really have. And back in those days, I was in the Vietnam War. I was in Vietnam, I Corps. I was a spook. Back in those days, you had a faction of Americans, probably close to the majority, that hated us folks that wore the uniform. Hated us folks for what we were doing in Southeast Asia. Hated us folks because we wore the banner of our country, the flag, right on our shoulders. Hated us because what we stood for, freedom, moral compass, Christians, most of us. You see, that's where I think a lot of it started back in the 60s during the days of hell no, we won't go, drug, sex, rock and roll, America sucks, I hate America, that whole crowd. And like I've said many times, that crowd grew up to be adults and they carried all those ideas and that ideology of hate America and the communism that was taught by their learned professors in college they grew up and they raised kids. And they taught them along the same lines. And they were reinforced, their teachings in, in the home were reinforced 
by the curriculums being taught out of in our public school system. Teaching our kids that America is no good. We're responsible for all that is bad in the world. And all those transgender and homosexual things are something that is just normal. Why don't you try it? You might like it. The whole curriculum today in our public school system is corrupt. It's taught by corrupt people for the most part. It's ran by a very corrupt organization, the National Education Association. And people sit around and they scratch their damn heads all day long. And they ask the question, and I've covered this uh, umpteen times. They ask the question, how did the United States get to the point it is now with the attitude of young people and how they look at America and middle-aged people and some baby boomers? How did we get to the point where people hate America, people don't, uh, they despise America, they despise capitalism, they despise everything America stands for? They, they're in love with homosexuality movement. They're in love with everything that is wrong and perverted and uh, inhumane. Those are all the good things, according to the new America. How did we ever get to that point, people ask themselves. You moms and dads out there, you probably ask yourself that, don't you? Sure you do. It goes no further than the school system, ladies and gentlemen. It all starts there. It all starts there. Now, I was listening to Rush Limbaugh the other day. And they were talking about education. He was talking about education. And he was talking about the people who in Congress, the people in our federal government who run education, the Department of Education. And Rush did not know when the Department of Education was formed or founded. He didn't know it. I found that, I found that astounding. That he did not know that. That man knows just about everything. And he should know that. Because the Department of Education was founded as a payoff to getting General uh, getting uh, Jimmy Carter elected. The National Education Association threw in all of its resources, threw in all of its people, etc., door to door. And they were uh, one of the groups, highly successful groups, that got Jimmy Carter elected. And for their hard work, the Department of Education was founded in the United States government, federal government. Now those people sat up there in the Department of Education, sat on their thumbs, and they bless all that is to the left, all that is communist, all that is socialist, all that is progressive, all that ties in with furthering the communist Democrat party cause. That's the Department of Education. It's the indoctrination arm of the Communist Democrat Party and the, and the progressive left. It's owned and operated by the Democrat Communist Party. And they have brought to bear to our children, to us, the American people, through our public school system, the National Education Association, the largest union in the United States, which takes their dues something that's required to be an NEA member, a teacher, and if you're not, you either don't get hired or you never get promoted. They take those dues and 99.9% of them go to the Communist Democrat Party. A continuing payback for getting Jimmy Carter elected, for establishing, if you will, a cabinet agency or office 
that furthers the cause of the Communist Democrat Party through indoctrination of our children. Then and now. You parents out there, look around. You've looked around. You've seen the attitudes of these kids, these young adults. They don't know a damn thing when they come out of college. Oh, they know all the bad things about America. They know all the bad things about the Constitution. They all know all the bad things about our history. They know all the bad things. They don't know any good things. They weren't taught any good things about America. America is the evil giant that levels its power on every little helpless country in the world and takes all their resources and all their treasure and beats them about the head with capitalism. That's what our kids are taught. Oh, they're also taught about homosexuality, how great it is, and stuff like that. That's all uh, one of the keys that unlock the minds of our kids and dump in day after day perversion, lies, deceit, hate. It's no wonder that our kids, when they graduate from high school and and, uh, college, it's no wonder that they have no clue whatsoever about their country. It's by design. They have no clue about capitalism. It's by design. They have no clue about all the good that this country has done in the past and now. They have no clue. It's by design. Now that's one of the two things that I say is impacting on America to a negative point of no return maybe. Because you know we're only one generation away at any time in our history from completely losing the concept of capitalism, from completely losing the concept of what America's built on and for and why and how, the absolute ruination of our history, the political correctness that has changed history and injected lies and mistruths and taught to our kids as the truth. It's no wonder we're in a mess we're in, the mess we're in. Yet Americans today, you start talking like this, and they, 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 they'll, tune, they'll tune you out. They don't want to hear it. They do not want to hear it. They're too damn busy, or they just don't have the gray matter to grab hold of the concept or the idea on what we're talking about right now. Now, I've told, I know I've talked to you folks time after time after time down through the years. Since 2007, I've been raising the red flag about education in our country being the propaganda arm of the Communist Democrat Party and the progressive side of the Republican Party and the media. They're all in bed together. They're all in bed together. And what better example than what transpired last Thursday at the debates when Megyn Kelly and her two comrades got up there and proceeded to rip not just Donald Trump, but all the candidates up there ripped them to shreds with question, negative question after negative question about their those candidates' lives, what they said in the past, etc. Now, you know, there's a theory out there, and this guy, Jeremy Peters, at the New York Times offered a theory that Fox saw it a, as a chance to gain respect and recognition from its leftist peers in the media, although he put it in terms that sympathized with that ambition. 
He said for the journalists of Fox News, they're not journalists, they're just talking heads. They are not journalists by any shape, stretch of the imagination. They're political hacks, every damn one of them. But he said for the journalist of Fox News, the debate offered a potentially defining moment in front of millions of people during one of the most anticipated political events of the year. This was an opportunity to demonstrate that their network is not, as its critics have charged, a blindly laurel propaganda division of the Republican Party. That Fox journalists can be as unsparing towards conservatives as they are with liberals. And they can bring the wrath of Fox News down on both liberals and conservatives with equal opportunity if they choose. But you know, many conservatives were livid with Fox News over the moderator's incessant attacks on the 10 GOP presidential candidates. You know that, I know that. Now there was a caller on this last Friday and they told Limbaugh, I thought it, I was watching MSNBC. The moderators methodically torpedoed each candidate with Donald Trump being the biggest target. And the worst was Megyn Kelly, who you just referenced, who thinks she all, knows all, and just so cute, and asked that ridiculous name-calling question and referenced the non-existent war on women. That's when Rush Limbaugh agreed, saying everybody should have known this was going to happen. This is presidential politics, and Republican candidates are where media people score their points. It's where they build their careers. It's where they establish their credentials. You know, folks, he's right. He is right. In an article headline, conservatives are mad at Fox News and Megyn Kelly. They shouldn't be. The Washington Post compiled a few tweets representing the conservative fury at Fox News across the nation, writing, this kind of stuff was all over social media Friday morning. Now, many pundits agree that Senator Ted Cruz from Texas, Senator Marco Rubio from Florida, Governor John Kasich from Ohio, and retired neurosurgeon Ben Carson all performed well and boosted their fortunes. Fox limited the participants in the top ten an average of five national based on five national polls. But you know, ladies and gentlemen, the average time that these people had to get their point across was six minutes. Six minutes. It was by design. It was by design. Now Fox News thought that these debates were so important they could have given three hours time. They could have spread it across the whole spectrum of all the candidates, not two different tiers. They could have let them battle it out. They could have let them ask each other questions. They could have let the candidates ask the darn panel questions. But no, it's six minutes. Sound bites in which Fox News is cashing in on. Hell, here it is Monday, and they're still talking about it. They're still using sound bites from last Thursday. Stretching it out as long as it will last and stay on the horizon of the American people's short attention span. They're going to continue doing that to garner all that commercial money. Fox News is phony. Megyn Kelly is phony. Congress is phony. The school system is phony. The teachers are phony. 
And here we are, the American people, trying to keep our heads above all of this perverted, incessant, lying, propaganda, misinformation, trying to filter all of that out and analyze it and try to come up with some semblance of the truth. A man steps up to the plate and tells us the truth. Tells us what we've been wanting to hear with no fringe, no frills attached. And he is bombarded day after day by the people that reside in Congress and the people that reside in the news media propaganda machine, uh, not only the Communist Democrat Party, but the progressive Republican leadership and that party, a big propaganda machine is all it is, the media. They don't represent either the left or the right. They represent themselves. Because you see, ladies and gentlemen, news today is not news, it's entertainment. We have to admit that. We sit down to watch what they call the news to be entertained. We don't sit it, sit down to listen to it to get the news on what's going on in America today because we will never hear the truth. Never. It will be spun and massaged to fit whatever ideology that is presenting that news today, whether it be CBS, NBC, Fox. And that ideology is one of, as they say, we're not biased. We're fair and balanced. That's a lie. It's a lie. And the sooner we Americans come to that realization, the better off we're going to be. Now, before I go to break, I would like to give a shout-out to some people that sent me some emails over the weekend and last week saying that they uh, heard one of my shows last week and they knew that there was something wrong with Gary Gatehouse that I just didn't sound right. Well, that's true. I don't. And uh, right now, I'm really fighting my throat. Second hour is starting to get raw and sore. And uh, it's one of those things that I'm going to have to have checked out. But I want to thank you all for sending me emails of concern, messages, prayers, etc. I really appreciate that. And... uh, There's a lady that sends me emails all the time. (laughs) And she's been listening to me a long time. She lives in Shadowroo, France. And she says she she does her uh, housework while she's listening to me. You know, I appreciate you so much, you'll never know. And uh, I'm glad that I am on your daily checkoff list of things that you must do or listen to. And I wish you well there in Shadowroo, France. Uh, don't let the housework get to you too much. If you're married, get get the husband out to give you a hand once in a while. I help my wife. She has very weak wrists. She can't run the uh, vacuum cleaner, so I do. I vacuum the house for her because her wrists are so bad that she can't push the vacuum cleaner. So I do it. I do it on a Monday and I do it on a Thursday every week. Plus other things I help her with, too. There's no reason why us guys can't help. I know you work. I know you might work and your wife might be staying at home. But I guarantee you, she's working her tail off at home. Especially if you have children. 
You know, housewives today, over the years, the feminists have demeaned them and besmirched them as individuals that just don't have a brain, can't do anything but stay at home and do the menial task of cleaning homes and cleaning their home and making meals and watching the kids and stuff stuff like that. You're just not professional people. You're just not, you just don't have the wherewithal to be a professional person. Well, here is one thought coming from Gary Gatehouse. And it's directed at all you moms, you stay-at-home moms. Without you, without your nurturing of the young kids coming up that you produce, you and your husband, America don't have a chance. You moms that stay at home are the salt of the earth. You're the ones that get the thing going as far as the house is concerned. You're the ones that are in touch with reality every day. Bringing your kids up. Watching out for your family. God bless every one of you. God bless every stay-at-home mom. Every housekeeper. Every mother that has devoted her life to her family and her children. Or to her husband. God bless you. God blesses you. This is Gary Gatehouse. And we'll be back after a few short messages. You're tuned in right now to Dogs of War Radio. You gotta take care of Texas, it's the only one we got. If you're way up and love them, you're down and looking by. You gotta conserve water, keep the air clean. Take care of Texas, don't you know what I mean, y'all? Fowler here. Texans take great pride in keeping our air clean. Visit TakeCareOfTexas.org and take the pledge to help keep it that way. We'll send you a free Texas State Park Guide. You gotta take care of Texas. It's the only one we got. Sponsored by the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality. Hey, songs for all you truckers out there that are trying to keep it on the straight and narrow. I hope you're having a great day wherever you're at in these big United States. you folks driving them 18-wheelers, I know that's a hard job getting bounced around, getting your kidneys all busted up and back busted up. It's a damn hard job on the road driving them big rigs. But I know damn well most of you are conservatives and most of you are American patriots. God bless all of you and your families for moving that freight from one end of the country to the other. Keep them rolling.
to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Monday edition on the GAL Network. We now hear Augustine Sabata, Information Minister of the Brown Berets, the foot soldiers of the Aslan movement. This was on July 4, 1996, at an Independence Day rally and celebration at the Federal Building in Westwood, where illegal aliens and the Communist Progressive Labor Party attacked Americans celebrating Independence Day. Augustine Sabata, Brown Berets, we're here today to show L.A show the minority people here, the Anglo-Saxons, that we are here, the majority. We're here to stay. We do the work in this city. We take care of the spoiled brat children. We clean their offices. We pick the food. We do the manufacturing in the factories of L.A. We are the majority here, and we are not going to be pushed around. We're here in Westwood. This is the fourth time we've been here in the last two months to show white Anglo-Saxon, Protestant, L.A., the few of you who remain, that we are the majority, and we claim this land is ours, it's always been ours, and we're still here, and uh, none of this talk about deporting. If anybody's going to be deported, it's going to be you. Go back to Simi Valley, you skunks! Go back to Woodland Hills! Go back to Boston! Go back to the Plymouth Rock! You build them! Get out! We are the future! You're old and tired! Go on! We have beaten you! Leave like beaten rats! You old white people, it is your duty to die! Even their own ancestors say that they should die. That they have a duty to die. We're taking up too much space, too much air. We are the majority in L.A. There's over 7 million Mexicans in L.A. County alone. We are the majority. And you're going to see every day more and more of it as we we manifest, as our young people grow up and graduate from high school, go on to college and start taking over this society. Our people are the, the vast majority of our people are under the age of 15 years old. Right now we're already controlling those elections, whether it's through violence or nonviolence, through love of having children, we're going to take over. That's our first This is our plan. This is Mexico. They're the pilgrims on, on our land. Go back to the Nina, the Pita, the Santa Maria. Vaches. We ain't got no vaches. We don't need no vaches. I don't have to show you any stinking vaches. You know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've been talking in length today about the media, the propaganda machine of both the left and the right. We've been talking about the Communist Democrat Party and the progressive leadership of the Republican Party. We've been talking about Americans, what they've been wanting to hear for a long time, a message of tell it like it is, no political correctness. But let me backtrack a little bit and ask you all a question. All you people out there in Texas... Arizona, New Mexico, California, 
All you folks on the border states, all you folks on the border states, all you folks in the Midwest, the far west, the north, east coast, that see a never-ending parade, and you can tell after a while, of illegals, of immigrants coming into this country legally, planted here by the United Nations with the blessing of Barack Hussein Obama Jr. de Sissi and his minions in Congress. How many of you are tired of it? How many of you are tired of Congress who does, does absolutely nothing about the security of the United States but stands up in front of the American people? I'm talking about all of them. Not just the left. I'm talking about the right as well. Who stands up in front of God and everybody and says something like, We've got to protect the uh, security of the United States. There are people out there that want to kill us. There are people out there that want to destroy our country. ISIS and so on. We've got to really stand up and go after them. Something like that. How many times have you heard that? How many times have you heard that Congress will do nothing about the border? Stands by and allows the border to be open, wide open. Oh, they say that they're doing this and that, and they have the Border Patrol down there, and the Border Patrol can only do what Congress allows them to do, what the President allows them to do. It's like when I went to Vietnam. Millions of us went to Vietnam to carry the war to the Communist Party, the Communist Russians and the Communist Chinese that were carrying on a proxy war against South Vietnam through North Vietnam. Have any of you heard of the CETO Agreement? Southeast Asia Treaty Organization, which America was part of and signed on to protect the interest of those peoples and countries that were attacked by communists in Southeast Asia. That was another reason we were there. But through the media... And through Congress, we eventually left there because we didn't have the will, the guts to carry the war to North Vietnam. They tied their hands behind us. Just like they tied their hands, the Border Patrol, behind them. Do not allow them to enforce our immigration laws. Do not allow them to pick up, corral, put in jail, imprison, deport. Do not pass laws that put a heavy price on any individual that returns to our country. Prison time, five years minimum, will not even pass that law. But yet they tell us that the security of the United States is in big trouble. Now you heard those individuals in Los Angeles, Mexicans, yes, Mexicans, most of them are legal, with a little sprinkling of legal Mexicans that were born in this country, raised under the Constitution with all the so-called freedoms that it affords all of us people, Yet they turn against America. They back their illegal brothers and sisters that come across the border illegally into California, New Mexico, Arizona, Texas, and they stand with them, even though they were born in America. Here's a headline. Los Angeles. The people of Los Angeles get voting get voting rights, get their uh, driver's licenses, 
and they're illegal. 1.5 million motor vehicle driver's licenses were issued to illegal aliens. Of course, the media now graduated to undocumented immigrants. 1.5 million driver's licenses to illegal aliens were written and given to them, illegals, within the last three years. Of the 883,000 total licenses issued January to the end of July, 443,000 were granted to undocumented, undocumented immigrants, illegal aliens. So the DMV officials say. When Alberto Ferrar drives past a police car these days, he no longer worries about steep fines or perhaps being hauled to jail and tangling with the immigration system. When California began issuing driver's licenses to illegal aliens this year, he was one of the first in line. He goes on to say there's a huge sense of relief now. It's a psychological thing. He came to the United States with his parents from Mexico more than 25 years ago and recently leased a new black BMW to celebrate receiving his license in May. I am not completely secure, but I don't have to worry every time I get into the car. You know, ladies and gentlemen of America, the Washington cartel, better known as Congress, has this country in deep, deep trouble. And I just give you an example where state and federal individuals, congressmen, etc., and their unwillingness to enforce our laws and to stand by their oath of office has gotten us as a nation in deep trouble. We know there have been reports out there of ISIS coming across the border, establishing pockets, if you will, headquarters, if you will, outposts, if you will, various cities throughout the United States. Now, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Congress takes an oath. Each individual takes an oath when he's elected to office. It's the same oath. They all take it. Not citing it verbatim now, but the oath states that they swear under oath on the Bible that they will enforce and uphold the laws of the Constitution of the United States of America and provide for the security of the people within. So help me God. They don't do it. None of them do it. None of them. They do it. They turn on each other. They have crooks in Congress. Majority of. They have people that represent us across the world. Example. Prime example. Two of them. Hillary Clinton. John Kerry. Three of them. Barack Hussein Obama Jr. They travel on their big jets all over the world and spew the ideology of the communist, socialist, Marxist left. Hell, it wasn't too long ago that Obama went to Kenya and other countries and tried to tell them that they should honor and they should adopt and they should clear the way for homosexuals in those countries because it's the right thing to do. The president of Kenya says, no way. You don't belong here saying that kind of stuff. Don't come to my country saying it. It didn't bother Obama. He went to Rhodesia and said it. He went to Ethiopia and said it. He don't care. 
He's representing the American people. Just what American people are you representing, you sleazebag? What American people are you representing? You're not representing me. I don't even recognize you as the President of the United States. You're there in the Rainbow House illegally. You're representing all the dolts, all the dredges, all the perverted individuals that reside in America that call themselves Democrats, call themselves some call themselves independents, some call themselves libertarians, some call themselves nothing. The dolts of America. That's who you represent. The uninformed, the misinformed, the I don't give a damn people. Which I'm sorry to say is probably the majority. They don't know have enough common sense. They don't have any common sense. No gray matter between their ears. They have an extension attention span less than a nanosecond in length. That's the people you represent, the people that you can hoodwink, easily sway with just a few flowery words. That's the kind of people that Megyn Kelly and Fox look up to, I think. But getting back to California and driver's licenses, they go on and talk about this Mr. Farrar, this illegal in our country of 25 years. He's an electrician and plans to amplify for a, apply for a contractor's license so he can open his own business. Most of illegal aliens who are now getting their licenses have been on the road for years, usually driving registered cars with insurance to minimize the possibility of steep fines or having their cars impounded. But there are critics out there that with measures like the driver's license program, the state is interfering with federal policy. They argue that such law will not only entice more illegal aliens to enter the country illegally, increasing need for more public spending, it creates even more of a magnet in which, in what is already basically a sanctuary state, California. These are very tangible rewards to people who have knowingly and willingly violated the law, come into our country, broke into our house, our country, broke our laws, and we reward them with driver's licenses, welfare, food stamps, education. Why wouldn't more want to come? Why wouldn't more want to come? You know, ladies and gentlemen, California is hardly alone in offering benefits to undocumented immigrants or illegal aliens, as I call them. A dozen states now, they now allow them to get driver's licenses. And more offer in-state tuition rates at public universities. But no other state's efforts come close to the breadth of those California officials have pursued. Now, under the budget approved this year, children from low-income families, regardless of their immigration status, listen to this, please listen to this, Immigration status, low-income families, regardless of their immigration status, will receive the following. Subsidized health care, health insurance, workers' permits, and all the other benefits that come down the pike through federal and state of California offices. You folks out in California, 
you conservatives out there, you Americans. Few and far between, I know. Why don't you just get the hell out of that state? Why don't you just leave it for what it is? Leave it to the Latinos. They'll destroy it in a heartbeat. Leave it to them. Come on down to Texas. We can use you. A lot of conservatives down here. And we're moving forward. This is Gary Gatehouse. And we'll be back after a few short messages. Freedom in America. Freedom in America Radio Network. Presenting the traditional view of the good old American dream that you won't hear about on the liberal media. Freedom in America. Yeah. Do you eat the same foods now that you did when you were a toddler? Of course not. We all mature, and so should our diet, and that means eating right at every age. This is Sylvia Escott Stump of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. Certain foods offer vitamins and minerals for good health throughout life, especially in our golden years. For healthy bones, eat three servings a day of vitamin D-fortified fat-free milk and other calcium-rich foods like dark green, leafy vegetables, and fortified cereals. Potassium can help prevent high blood pressure and is found in fruits, vegetables, milk, and yogurt. Foods with plenty of fiber can help prevent heart disease and type 2 diabetes and help you keep your weight down, especially fruits, grains, beans, lentils, and vegetables. Get information on healthy eating at any age and visit www.eatright.org. Encouraging you to eat right, I'm registered dietitian Sylvia Escott Stump with the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. Hey, all you young dudes and dudettes out there, this song's for you. I know you got a tough road to hold here in America today or in Europe. All you folks in England, London, Munich, wherever you're at, all you young folks, let's get it all together. How about it? Let's do something good for our countries, for our families. Most of all, honor God. Honor your family and your traditions. Stand by them. out there, all you young folks, Gary Gatehouse salutes you, all you folks that strive to understand all the issues, make an educated decision on what to believe and not to believe, all you young folks out there that stand with your countries, God bless you, God bless the families that raised you, all you young Christians out there. Wherever you may be, New Zealand, Australia, Canada, 
China, Russia, God bless you as well. Many of you are facing a lot of problems in your respective countries. Persecution. Hang in there, baby. God's watching over you. There is a bigger reward and you know it. Young people throughout the world. When us older folks are gone and buried, these young folks will be the leaders throughout the country. The young Turks, if you will. And their dreams, their aspirations will move this country, our world forward. Hopefully not backwards. I'd like to give a shout out to all my folks over there at dogsofwar.com, Charlotte, Doc, Outlaw, Mr. Stephen Lang, Restoration Radio, United Kingdom, London, Mr. Billy Van Horn, FreedomInAmericaRadio.com, Mr. Verlander, Verwayne Verlander, owner and operator of FreedomInAmerica.us. V, I hope things are going great for you today. I really do. You're in my prayers. You and your wife are in my prayers. And I can't forget my great friend, my true friend, Mr. Trade Martin up there in New Jersey. Probably in the studio. Probably in the studio. The heads. The man has music in his head that he's got to get out. <laughs> what a great guy. All you folks up there on Facebook, all you folks on Twitter, I hope you're having a great weekend. Great week, I mean. Great weekend coming up. First, we got to muddle our way through the week, Gary. Gatehouse says something and the left driven machine comes down on my head. <laughs> I don't care. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it's easy for an individual like Eric Erickson of Red State to make statements about Donald Trump. It's easy for him to step forward and protect his buddy, Megyn Kelly, from Fox News. Now, Eric Erickson is a favorite on the Fox News. He's a, I don't know, he's a colleague of the Fox News Network, along with uh, being on Megyn Kelly's show many times. And he works at Fox News as a contributor. He made a statement that Trump's remarks about Megyn Kelly woke up the sleeping giants within the conservative movement. He went on to say it's been building for a long time. You had a lot of people like myself included holding our breath as he kept talking and talking. Even without being in Atlanta, Trump dominated the conference this last Saturday at Red State. One after another's presidential candidates were asked to respond to Trump's comments. On stage, Erickson described the hundreds of emails he had received that morning from Trump supporters calling President Obama the N-word and Kelly the C-word. Let me get this straight. This coming, this is coming from the mouth 
of Eric Erickson. He's making these accusations. He's making these claims. Can he produce those emails? Can you, Eric? Are you are are you in the same vein as Hillary Clinton? They're there, but you can't see them. Now, from the audience, a kind of grassroots activist primed to rally to Trump's anti-Washington call there was a jarring burst of anger against the candidate. Talking about blood and women. It was just inappropriate, says Maria Adams, 60 years of age. Megyn Kelly is just well-liked by the public. Is she really, Megyn? Amara? How do you know that? Is it because that's what you want to think? He, Donald Trump, should have made nice-nice with her. Why? Because she is a woman and she's sitting on a damn panel that has contrived between the three of them to come up with these questions to try to destroy Donald Trump's character, try to destroy what the message he's trying to put out. She said, I thought that debate question was a little off base, but he took a mosquito bite and turned it into skin cancer. A, a mosquito bite. When you introduce the first question of the debate directed at one person, one person alone, and try to nail his ass to the wall, so anything he says after that one question is answered will be of no consequence, hold no valid argument amongst all those who listen. That's what Fox News and Megyn Kelly was attempting to do, Mara. Now, Jeb Bush, who Eric Erickson introduced with praise, commended the decision to disinvite Trump and called on the developer and reality TV host to apologize. Now, do you think uh, Megyn Kelly would apologize for the question she asked? The one-two punch question? Do you think that she said, well, thinks that she would say, well, I went a bit overboard, I shouldn't have asked that question or those questions? Do you think so, Jeb Bush? You know, ladies and gentlemen, Bush went on to say, do we want to insult 53% of all voters? What Donald Trump said is wrong. It's wrong as far as you're concerned, Jeb Bush, but you're not speaking for me. Me and millions like me. Now they brought another girl forward, Katie Packer Gage, a strategist who advises Republican candidates on appealing to female voters said that Trump poses danger to the party at large. People see this as blustery, bullying circus act, she said. The longer it goes on, the more it becomes part of the GOP narrative. Now, strategists predict that Trump's raising of his hand in the opening minutes of Thursday's debate to rule out an independent candidacy should should he fail to be the GOP nominee could limit his ability to expand beyond his base of anger anti-establishment voters. So there you are, folks, us folks that stand for the Constitution, us folks that are sick and tired of Congress, us folks that are sick and tired of the media and the propaganda that is spews. We are anti-establishment. We are people that are a part of the problem. We are angry, anti-establishment voters. Did you ever think that was be, would be the case? You know, I don't give a damn what they call me. If standing with somebody that speaks the truth has a message that resonates the truth, 
And you call me an anti-establishment voter? An angry voter? You damn well right I am. As millions of me like me are. We are sick and tired of people like Eric Erickson, Megyn Kelly, Fox News, CBS News, NBC, CNN, all of those damn media propaganda outlets were sick and tired of their damn propaganda permeating the airways, our television, our newspapers, etc. We're tired of it. But you see, these people don't get it because they think they are right. And we are wrong. Always. We have never been right. It's always them that are right. Why? Because they all start march to the same tune. My way or the highway. They all march to the same ideology of progressivism and communism. Whatever they want to call themselves. You know, ladies and gentlemen, now you've got the Republican Party, you've got the media, all the media outlets, Pravda West, if you will, going after Donald Trump, piling on. Why? Because they want to bring him down. They want to shut him up. They don't want the American people to hear what he has to say. They don't want the American people to hear the truth. They don't want to hear the American people to hear the message that Donald Trump is bringing us that is resonating across the America, across the plains, into the uh, northern states, southern states. They don't want us to hear it. So they want to shut him up. Any individual that speaks the message that Donald Trump speaks, they want to show up, shut up. Look at Ted Cruz. They want to shut him up. They don't want him to speak. The Republican Party has went after him tooth and nail. Tried to shut him up. But he won't. He stands his ground. He's the kind of individual Americans, real Americans, want. In closing today, I've got to say this before I go. Being an American, being one that has fought for my country, being one that loves my country, is a patriot, my whole family is, as far back as my, our, my ancestors go here in America. And I'm speaking for them as well as me. Eric Erickson, the Red State, Fox News, Megyn Kelly, Fox News, Bill O'Reilly, Fox News, all of you talking heads, minus one. Minus one, Sean Hannity. The rest of you can go to hell. The rest of you can climb into that great big bed that is called progressivism and communism because that is your ideology as well. You might not call it that. You might call yourself an independent. You might call yourself a citizen of the world. I don't give a damn what you call yourself. You do not represent America and what it stands for. And when people like Trump or Cruz come along, you want to shut them up. When they speak the words Americans love to hear, you want to shut them up. You want to squash them. You want to use all the tools available to you. Propaganda, misinformation, disinformation, lies, deceit, to shut them up. 
It's easy to make statements like Eric Erickson said about all the emails he received. It's easy to make statements like that. It's easy for liberals and progressives to pose as conservatives, as people who are concerned about their country, and send emails to Eric Erickson or Megyn Kelly or whoever and say they are a staunch conservative and I'm against everything that Donald Trump stands for. But in reality, they're liberals. They are progressives. They're communists. They're trolls. But you see, people in the media, they don't have the wherewithal, the brain power, the common sense to understand that and how it works. They're there for one thing, to shut anybody up that speaks the truth, left or right. This is Gary Gatehouse with the Gary Gatehouse Monday Radio Edition. Wishing you all a great day. God bless you. God bless your families. And I'll be speaking to you again Wednesday when it's hump day. Until then, good day. Mm-hmm.